Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host for tonight, Janice Tunnell. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on this beautiful Sunday, uh, February 11th. Uh, we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. And before um, we speak with our guests, I want to turn it over to uh, my sister Denise. Hold on, let me bring her on first. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, I was hoping you didn't get to me so soon. I can't seem to find my beauty news. So um, I wanted to bring you all some information from uh, PBA. Uh, I don't have, I can go by memory and tell you exactly what it is, but I don't know the exact the exact name of the house bill. Um, so I don't want to give you the wrong information, but I do know in the state of Virginia, there is a law that's being proposed um, that anyone in a salon can shampoo uh, your hair, style your hair, can color your hair, and can cut your hair and not have a license. And I know this is something that we bring up um, all the time on this show and we talk about all the time on this show, but I thought it was important, especially for those um, cosmetologists in the state of Virginia, in Virginia to know this, as well as in D.C. and Maryland. Um, it's so important if you hold licenses in Virginia and then in those surrounding areas, it's important to know that what's happening in Virginia, if passed, can easily be passed wow. in Maryland and D.C. So um, I'm just putting it out there so people know uh, to get involved with local government 
and make sure you let them know that you want the license, if, if you want it. If you think that it's important to have a license um, as a cosmetologist, you know, you should fight for that because it can easily switch and it can easily change. And think about all the time you spent going to hair school, going to nail school, things like that, and just with a simple vote, all of that can be changed. All the money that you spent doing all that, all the time that you spent down the drain, and think about the clientele that you can have or not have if that happens. So it's just I just want to Yeah, I'm gonna um go back. I gotta I don't know what happened to it. I had it saved and everything and um I wanna go back to it and, and find um the exact name of the bill because I think it's important for everybody to know and um for us to really dig into that and, and speak on that, especially if you're a state captain for PBA in that area, please, please, please get that information out to um, the cops. Yeah, I definitely want it. I'm a Maryland state captain. Um, I That kind of saddens me because I feel like it's getting closer to what we've been talking about for a few years now. You know, um, yes. states wanting to take away the license, you know, take away licenses. And um, it's kind of scary. I mean, you know, you have people who shampoo without a license. That I don't think that's a big deal. But when you're saying, you said cut and what else was it? And color and style. Yeah, the color, the color and cut. It's kind of scary, that part. But um, yeah, find that bill. Find that bill so we can dig a little deeper. And see what and see what else we can find out about it. Um, we have a great uh, guest plan for you guys tonight. But before we bring on our guest, um, I just wanted to um, take some time and hear from some of our sponsors. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. Tonight's guest has been in the beauty industry for quite a long time, and I'm not going to, uh, intru- I'm not going to tell you about her. I'm going to let her, uh, tell us about her. So I'm going to bring our guest on tonight, but tonight we have celebrity makeup artist Kim Lee with us. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you, ladies? We are wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to just jump right into everything. First, I want you to uh, introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell everyone who you are, and then give us a little bit um, tell us a little bit of history about how you um, became a makeup artist. 
Sure. Thank you so much. Um, so for those that are um, logging in, thank you for listening and just wanting to uh, pick up some tips and tricks and just kind of uh, compare some notes. You know, I do believe that we are um, we we learn more and we progress better um, when we're open to um, new ideas and new techniques and also just hearing other people's journey, just knowing that we're not alone. Um, and that our struggles, you know, we're not by ourselves. So just to give you all a history, I've been doing makeup for 25 years. This is actually my 25th year anniversary. Woohoo! So Happy anniversary. I'm about <laughs> my career kind of started uh, a little different. I guess everybody's is different. Everybody's pathway is different. But um, I started, you know, during a time when we didn't have social media and we didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of ways to communicate other than, of course, you know, word of mouth. And um, I was actually in law school um, and I grew up in a salon. So I am a salon baby. So I wasn't, you know, just kind of like, you know, playing with brushes, you know, right. playing with, <laughs> you know, I, I started makeup at a time when people really weren't wearing makeup, you know, right. Um, mm-hmm. People were really doing their own makeup and, a family member of mine or uh, several members of my family actually owned a salon and I was in law school and I would work in the salon from, you know, on weekends and things like that through college and law school. And then um, I was in the the salon one day and my cousin said, Hey, Kim, can you do this lady's makeup? And of course we were selling, and I don't know if you guys remember this old product. It was called Allerel. Uh, it was a, a, a makeup line. It was kind of like a, um, it was like a Mary Kay, if you will, but it was called mm-hmm. Allerel. And we, we were selling it um, in the salon, and, um, you know, we had a little display, you know, very limited colors, you know, not <laughs> a lot of pigment, <laughs> you know, no brushes, you know, only sponge tip applicators and disposable. Everything was disposable, okay? Nothing was, mm-hmm. nothing was you know, brush belt or anything that right. we could keep. Primers, we didn't have any setting sprays. We didn't have any other things that we used now to kind of create this beauty. So, you know, of course, you know, you don't know, you know, those things even coming. So what you got, you work with. So I did right. make up, spun her around to the mirror, and she started crying. So I'm thinking, oh, Lord, like, why in the world they got ladies' makeup? So yeah, she was crying because she said she had never felt more beautiful. And I said to myself, if I could wake up every day, and make women cry in a good way, then my purpose is complete. It was like my aha moment. And, you know, you hear Oprah mm-hmm. talking about those aha moments, those moments where you, you know, your life changes. And it was my aha moment. I, I felt like I was in the wrong place, but at the right time. <laughs> like I felt like I was <laughs> in law school and I didn't understand why. And, you know, so I finished that year of law school, and I left law school, and I said, I'm never going back. And I started, uh, I, I applied for a job at the Mac counter, mm-hmm. and I got the job, and the rest is history. And I literally watched God open doors, like, left and right. And this was at a time when BET was here in the Washington metropolitan mm-hmm. area. And... um there was a producer who came to the counter, and that's back in the days where people would go to the counters and request makeup artists for, you know, weddings, for photo shoots, right. for whatever. You know, there weren't, like, there weren't this whole, like, this whole wave of, you know, independent makeup artists who were freelance. We didn't have that back then. Right. You know, you, you work at a counter, and people solicited your services from the counter. So this producer from BET said, hey, look, we're shooting a video 
here in the in the city. It's a you know up and coming rapper, you know, and we need three makeup artists. And so my boss we literally went down the list and said, "Let's see who's off on that day." And I was one of the ones that was and I ended up doing the music videos, my first one. And from there, I started doing photo shoots because the photographer that shot the video. I started going <laughs> to his studio, and it was just like a rippled effect. And mm-hmm. I started BT and the rest is history. And I'm telling you, it's just it was just one of those things like you just in the right place, you know. And I and just you- kind of fell into it. Like I really, honestly. Never had it. I, mean, I don't have that story where I used to wake up playing with makeup. Right, and, uh, right. Dreamt about making women beautiful. I never had those dreams. I dreamt about being an attorney. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so, I totally get it. Yeah, and here I am 25 years later, you know, and I've been really blessed to do lots of things. I, you know, went from retail to um, working at BET, which, of course, is an entertainment company, and then um, working – uh, having an agent um, and, you know, doing a lot of, of, of print work, you know, back in, um, you know, maybe about 10 years ago, I was doing a lot of stuff for Essence and a lot of stuff for Ebony and Essence and Glamour and InStyle. And um, then from there, uh, ended up working with, you know, the number of celebrities that got into the union and now I'm in local 798. And, you know, so I've had, I've had an opportunity to work in all aspects of the beauty industry, um, and I'm really, really been blessed. I, I think depending on the, the time of the, the time and season where I was kind of I segued into those areas, I don't really have mm-hmm. one that's a favorite. I think that it all mm-hmm. depends on where you are in your in your life. You know, what right. you decide to at those and during those times, it was like perfect time, and it was like, oh, okay, I'll do editorial, sure. You right. know, I was doing a right. editorial. And then, you know, I started doing red carpet stuff because those celebrities that I would do editorial work for would request me to fly to L.A. and New York to do red carpet things. And so then I found myself not being available for, you know, editorial and, you know, right. always being on those runways or those, those red carpets. And so, you know, it just, you know, it just really kind of worked out with the different phases of my life. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm really, really thankful right. for the way my career has kind of, you know, spiraled, you know, so it's been a right. it's, been, it's journey yeah so Kim, let's go back let's go back just a little bit uh, when we were you were talking about you know when you went from um, being in law school and working in salon things like that do, do you feel like you came up during the time because I know for us I feel like this um, was us but do you feel like you came up in a time when you know you you, you graduate high school you, you know you're expected to go to college and then when you come out you get a job and it's, it wasn't Absolutely. like a yeah, because it wasn't like, you know, you graduate high school, you don't go to college, you go to some film school or, or you go to, like, um, makeup school or something like that. Like, during that time, I don't even think that I even even ever really thought that that was an option because, like you said, I didn't grow up playing in makeup. No, not so at all. That, I think that, geographical thing, too. You know, I think yeah. that, like, my friends that grew up in L.A., you know, most of their family mm-hmm. members work some form of entertainment. So right. they had different, a different concept of what the beauty industry entailed. Um, right. You know, they, they saw a lot of special effects, makeup artists. Yeah. So it, wasn't, it wasn't foreign to them, you know, to be able to do cuts, burns, and bruises. You know, right. our makeup artist friends that are out there because they, 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 they grew up where their, their parents worked right in television and film in yep. some capacity. So they were yep. used to seeing artists you know, makeup artists, whereas, you know, even my friends that are from New York, 
you know, they their their siblings or those that are older than them maybe worked in film. I mean, worked in theater. For theater. So they yep. in theater, and um, or they worked in you know a lot did a lot of PR and marketing. You know, so they understood you know what it meant when we took the turn into social media and when we took the turn into you know be you know being computer accessible. You know, mm-hmm. they understood that because they had a lot of PR and marketing experience. But when you talk about those who are, and I want to speak to those people on the line who are from middle America or from mm-hmm. the South or um, from, you know, places like Washington, which is where we are, where people live, you know, political lives, you know, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't secondary. It wasn't second nature to see someone in the makeup industry like you do now. It was unheard right. of. You know, right. it just wasn't, it wasn't acceptable. My parents to this day still don't think I have a real job. Like, <laughs> my parents, and I'm serious. Like, my mom is a nurse, a retired nurse, and my dad is retired Secret Service. So they both have, you know, respectable careers. Not that ours is not, but they both, you know, worked and they both went to college. They're both college graduates, and they both, you know, worked their way up the ladder of success in their own respective fields. And that's what they know. You're right. They played it. I don't even want to say safe because I think both of those careers really are, you know, incumbent, you know, and it, they really depend upon how well you do it. Just like mm-hmm. with us, how high you go, but it still was safe because you, right. you had a degree, you know, in that field. So you are expected to get a job in that field. Me on the other hand, I, they felt like I wasted six, seven years of schooling, you know, with two or three degrees. Like I've now currently have, I have, Three, I have two degrees and an honorary doctorate. So, you know, their their point is, so why don't you just want to do, you know, I'm like, do what? Like, I graduated from college 25 years ago, you know, with, well, now 27 years, I'm telling my age, but I graduated from school in the 90s. What do you want me to do, communications? We're already doing communications. Like, I'm talking mm-hmm. to people all day. You know, I'm writing, you know, you know emails, I'm you know, corresponding with people, you know, I'm doing all of the things you pay for. So you got your money's worth. You, right. You know, all work together. So definitely, you know, I don't think our parents will ever understand and get it. But it's okay. I think that we're in a new age now where, you know, our children get it, you know, and right. their children will get it because the beauty industry is no longer a thing where you're behind the scenes. It is so on the forefront. Oh, yeah, exactly. When we would come to work in jeans and a hoodie, now you feel like you got to come to work beat. Right. Yeah. People are like, are you the makeup artist? I'm like, I shouldn't have to wear makeup for you to believe. I'm a makeup artist. Right. That's the way You know, you know, it's a different time. You got to roll with the times. You got to roll with it. And that's kind of what we, all of us on the line have been doing. Just kind of, because we went through a couple of couple of phases you know I feel like you got to roll with the times or get left behind if you don't um, because and, you, and we have to get past we have to get past um, the fact that you know there's all these artists who are becoming popular on Instagram and through social media and YouTube and they're and they're becoming brand ambassadors, and they're making all this money. We have to get past what they're doing, you know. And not I just mean, that. We don't. We don't. We don't know how much money they're making, so we can't look. We can't look at people and just assume because some brand picked them. You know what I mean? That that 
that you know, it's they're doing it. They're everything. We don't know. We don't know. So you kind of well, have to focus on yourself and what you're doing, and not really be concerned with that. Yeah, right. I think I think you're absolutely right in that respect, in that regard. And you know, being I've been a brand ambassador for several different different brands. And some of them were financial and some of them were not. Some of them were product endorsement. Mm-hmm. You know, it was product. You got a lot of product. Um, you know, and I think it just depends. But I do want to say this to those that are on the line. Don't, don't be fooled by likes because likes don't equal cash. Um, That's right. Mm-hmm. They, they definitely don't. Likes help. And so does following. And, you know, following if you are a freelancer. But I think that when you're, when you're established in the union and you're working, you know, on shows and doing things, I think re- reputation is more important because I know plenty of, of, of ladies and, and gentlemen in the union who are not heavy on social media, but they're working every single day, you know. Yeah. And if they built a reputation within our union that is, you know, that surpasses their name. You know, they're just, mm-hmm. their name surpasses them. It's just, it's incredible. And it's a great thing because it kind of, it's kind of that safe place. And I, Definitely, I'm not trying to push everybody, you know, into the union because it is a hard place to get into. But it's definitely one if you do get into it, and you can, and you're in an area where you, there are lots of work, like Atlanta or in LA, or even in Canada. Well, Canada's another another country, but wherever you are where there's lots of work, I think that, um, you know, it can work for you. It can definitely work Absolutely. for you. Escape, escape the pressures of of social media if you're not a big techie social media person, I think that's your escape, but or one of your escapes. But if you're if you definitely no, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, but if you're if you're into the social media thing, you know, and you're wanting to freelance, I think that it's important that you try to make sure you can differentiate between you and everybody else. What I am so, I guess, kind of, I don't want to irritate it because I love all beauty and I can look at it all day, (laughs) but right. I think that people are cloning. I just feel like yeah. there's no individuality anymore. You know, I, I can't even mm-hmm. tell my own work from some people that I follow. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. at their wow. work. That looks like I did that. Wow. Hmm. You know, it's a compliment to them. It's definitely not an insult. Like, oh, it looks like right. you copied my work. No, not at all. Like, I'm looking at their work and I'm saying, wow, like, I, I could have literally done that. Like, that is totally my work. Like, that is totally mm-hmm. something I could have done or, you know, I can tell certain looks that other people, you know, like a Sam Fine look. I'm like, oh, that looks like Sam did that, and it's not Sam's mm-hmm. work. Tell that people have just studied looks that they've yeah. seen mm-hmm. for the time. And they've mimicked them, and I just want to see people have their own thing, you know. Right, right. And that you know, I don't know where we stand with that. So, without ever happening. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and you know, and just to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying about the the union artists, one of the thing about uh, us union artists is that a lot of work of ours we can't post. You know, we can't post until the movie comes out, or we can't post until after it's aired on TV. And then at that point, it's like to me, it's like okay, let's kind of old news by that time. You know, sometimes, like, if, a, if it's your work from a movie, sometimes the movies might be a year coming out, it might be a year and a half. You know, I've done a movie that might have taken two, two and a half years before it came out. It's like, you know, you can't post everything. You sign these um, 
confidentiality statements. You have to be very careful with the pictures that you take on set. You know, it's very hard to um, really post your work, you know, if you're working on a film and television set all the time. So, you know, that's kind of something that's a little different, you know, whereas other freelance artists, you know, you kind of go out there, you do a shoot, and you have your pictures out there before before the photographer even does anything with the pictures, you know, and it's and it's okay, you know, but for those film artists, it's kind of hard to put your work out there, and therefore, if you're one of those artists who are working all the time, you're really not on social media like that. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's one of the things I can always tell when you guys are working because I'm like, okay, are they, I ain't seen no posts a couple of days. No, like, they are. <laughs> they are bombarded. They working. Look, they doing the overnights now. Like they, they moved. <laughs> I already know what it's giving. They got a two a.m. They got a two p.m. call time, which means they ain't getting out to <laughs> a.m. <laughs> And we ain't get out of the bed till twelve thirty. Yeah, they 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 have and they ain't got out of bed till twelve thirty and they, the last thing in mind is posting. It is getting in there at at at, at eleven oh seven. You know you right. So yeah. So I I, um, I I I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, and it is it is kind of um and I, I wanna talk about that too. It's uh the the, the differences between um the makeup artist who is the runway artist or the, the red carpet mm-hmm. artist versus that, mm-hmm. that artist that, and I'm, I'm not the one answered, asking the questions, but I, I, I no, ask the questions, all, the questions all the time because I work, you know, in the union and I don't do as much union work as you guys do, but the respect is definitely, you know, at 100, you know, and what I find is that I, I, I would, I, I would get a lot of questions from, you know, people saying, well, what is the difference between a union artist and an artist who is freelance? I think that's a good question to be able to answer, especially from a pioneer in the union like yourselves, a pioneer mm-hmm. rather. You know, I, I think one thing I like to always tell, just in case if you can't tell who's talking to him, this is Denise, because <laughs> um, I know we sound alike. But um, the one thing that I always like to tell people is when you're working on film and TV, you know, your makeup is more character-driven. So you can have an everyday woman, or you can, you can have a celebrity come in, but she needs to look like an everyday woman. She needs to look like a housewife. So I, I remember um, years ago, I remember doing the show, and I, I won't name the guest, but I remember a guest who came on, and he said that makeup – on film and television, looks like the person did it themselves. And he made it seem like, you know, it, it was nothing. And I was so offended, but I, I never said anything. I never told him later how I felt about it or anything. Because now this perfect person is working in film and TV. I don't know how much film and TV work he's doing, but he's now working in film and TV. And I say that to say... People, like years ago when we first started in this business, people um, looked at film and TV and makeup artists as if they couldn't do makeup. But what people don't realize is what you see on that camera and what you see with the natural eye may look like two different things, 
Mm-hmm. So whatever. So when you're doing makeup, when you're in that hair and makeup trailer and you're doing makeup, what you see, what you see in front of you, you know that person can be beat. Like the amount of makeup on that person's face can be just as much as if you were doing uh, makeup for uh, like a billboard or something like that, or a photo shoot for print or something. But when you get in front of the camera, it can look so much different. So at this point, it goes from what you do with your hand and what you see with your eye to what that camera sees. And most people don't quite understand that and don't quite get the, the difference. Like some people I notice, they can do makeup for red carpets, for live performances, um, even if they, you know, go on TV and do a makeup for film or TV, but the makeup's the same. You have to be able to adjust. If it's for yep. print, it's one thing. If it's for the red carpet, it's another thing. Live performance is something. Film and TV is something. But one thing you have to always remember that I think people don't remember this. Even when you're doing when you're doing makeup on for the red carpet, and let's just say it's for an award show, you gotta always remember when they go inside for that award show and they then they're presenting an award or receiving an award. That's still television. So you have yep. to make sure, you know, sometimes you see it a lot in, in, in magazines when you're looking, especially like InStyle or something like that, and you, and you see a celebrity and you see underneath the eye and how, like, highlighted it is underneath the eye. Now, that may work if you're on the red carpet, but you got to remember, people are still taking pictures with digital cameras. You know, digital is still digital. So you have to be able to adjust. You know, we're not we're not shooting with film. Film can, and depending on the lighting in, in film, it can soften, you know, the, underneath the eye with all that heavy highlight. But now with the digital cameras, it's a little bit different. So the big thing is just being able to adjust and just knowing, like in film and TV, the makeups are more um, character-driven. So, if you know, like I said, if you're looking to turn an actress into a housewife, that's one thing. If she's got to be a school teacher, that's, that's a, that could be another look. If, um, you know, if, if that actress is playing an actress, you know, then that's another look. So it just depends on what the character is for film and TV. But to also to add to that, um, a makeup artist has to learn it when doing film and television. You know, we have to learn how to um, you know, kind of pull our hands back a little bit. Like sometimes... Some people like to do makeup a certain way, and just like you said, it's it's character-driven. So sometimes that require, requires us to, you know, not to do as much. And that's that's not easy for some people. You know, that for some people that's a skill. They can, they can do that easily. But for some people, you know, it's not. So you just have to learn how to pull back sometimes. Um, but then there's times when you have to give them a little more. Um, you know, like like most jobs, you have instruction. Like you have a um, you have a, either a director or um, a beauty director or anybody, somebody telling you what they want, the look that they want. And so, of course, you try to give them that, but then you also give them a little bit of of you and what you like to do. And then sometimes an actor might be might say, well, they want you know they may give a little bit of what they may ask for a little bit of something. So you just kind of have to be able to bring all of those things together, but yet still create the look that the director wants. 
Um, also, film artists, one of the ways that they're a little different than everybody else is a lot of times we have to, and we all, some of us don't have it all when we get into film and television. It's something that you have to eventually learn, but you have to learn, you know, a lot of us have to learn many things and many types of makeup. Some some uh, freelancers just, just pretty much get into beauty and that's it. Well, on film and TV, you know, we have to learn our periods. We have to, because a lot of times somebody say, let me get it, do a 1950s makeup in a, on a photo shoot. And a lot of times you'll get a current day 1950s look. You know, but unless the director is asking for something like that, most of the time a 1950s look is a really a 1950s look. They don't want the current day version of 1950s. So we have to learn all of those different periods and um, and all, learn all different styles of makeup. That's why it's always great to research and, you know, know, because like you said, it's character driven. So you have to know what characters look like, you know. You know, if you ask um, if somebody wanted, Oh, I don't know. I can't even think. Um, I don't know, like, you know, like a Vegas showgirl or something like that. You have to be able to do that, you know. Um, so it's just learning the different aspects of makeup and the different types and styles of makeup. Even if somebody wanted one of those Instagram looks, you know what I mean? You have to kind of know how to do what that looks like, you know. So it's just being able to do your research and kind of knowing what different, the different styles. And that can be a lot. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like that's, that's very important. I think, I think that people don't really get that. The art, Mm -hmm. the no makeup, makeup look, you know, what, what, you know, that's, that's a gift in and of itself. Because mm-hmm. people don't realize that the size of the, of the eye alone on a screen that's a hundred feet wide in a movie theater, <laughs> you know, is the size of your whole body. That's their eye. Yep. So, so <laughs> yeah. you every and you know, and the, the the movie is not about makeup. The movie is about the plot, you know, and all of the characters and whatever the storyline mm-hmm. is. It's not about makeup unless it's a period movie or you know, it's something like Avatar where you gotta right special effect makeup but you know people don't realize that when they're looking at just a, a love story or you know uh, uh you know a feature a, mo- a feature film where it's you know about whatever you know right the president whatever you know they don't realize that you don't need to see all that i don't think people have that eye and you guys have a special eye for understanding film and television and knowing the differences between you know, the HD and, and, and the quality of the cameras, totally different than some dude on the street shooting a music video. Very mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah, different. It, it, I think it that, is different. You know, artists, it's very different, and I, I, I'm always insulted when, when artists are, um, are are not knowing what's happening and saying things like that, or not just necessarily artists, but just people in general. Mm-hmm. Thing, it, it speaks to it speaks volumes to me about their lack of, of knowledge about the craft that you, that you have when you're in the union. It's a, it's a very special, unique gift. And, um, you know, you have to know lighting and, you know, and everything. And I don't think that people really get it. It's a special, special thing, you know, and yeah. the continuity. they don't get continuity, you know, <laughs> that yeah. liner has to be exactly the way it was. Can't be thicker. Can't be, cause you know, that continuity, continuity, you know, producer will come and say, hey, you didn't do the makeup the same. Doesn't look the same today. You know, she looks flush. <laughs> she looks 
Yeah. But you, you know, it, but you know it's it's like we can laugh at that now, but it it happens all the time. It happens all the time. All and when time. you when you find a script supervisor who who is like so on it, I'll, I'll never forget this show um, that we did on, for Lifetime called Firelight. And um, you know, uh, Dewanda Wise, who's on, um, uh, she's got a habit. I don't know if you watch that Netflix show. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, the the, the girl uh, uh, who plays um, what is her character? I forget her character, but she's the lead the lead actress in in um, she's got a habit. She was in this show, and I never forget the um, the script supervisor we had on that show. She was so on top of everything that I, you know I felt like she, that she felt like she could she was never wrong, but it, but she was so on top of it that it was a pain in the butt just to even be near her because it was always something she was always pointing out something not just with makeup but you know like hair like the hair the you know the wind blew and the hair blew a different blew the hair a different way so she was like getting on the hairstylist about that. And it was, it was always something. It was very, very annoying. And that's how some of them can be because when we think about it, when we think about the jobs that we do as makeup and hair people or costume people, you know, we think about winning Emmys and things like that. And so we try to stay on our craft. But that's the same for script supervisors. They try to stay on their craft as well because they know continu- excuse me, continuity just doesn't lie on the artist, the hair or makeup artist, but it also lies on, the continuity supervisors, they're supposed to catch everything. So even when we don't catch it, they're supposed to catch it. Speaking of that, speaking of that same um, movie, I remember because it was like a few days, it was a couple days before we were going to be wrapping. And the uh, I remember being on the trailer and the producer came on and he was just like really in my face about this one, one thing. And I can't even remember what it was. It was so long ago, but it was it was about um it was cuz it was about these young girls who were in 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 jail for something or in prison for something but yet they became they all became firefighters through this program and it's based on a true no, no. story I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, no no I'm what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it was about it was about some um some like something on the I don't I forget we had something on their face I don't know if it was ashes or dirt or mm-hmm. something but the situation was the 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 producer came in and he was saying to me something about something wasn't there or something was there. I can't remember which one it was. And I had pictures and I knew exactly what it was. And I was telling him whatever I was responding and saying was opposite of what he was saying, but I was right. But he was swearing me up and down that I was wrong. And the script supervisor she really didn't know. See, she slipped this time, and that's why it's important, important as the makeup person to always have your continuity right, have your pictures and everything. Well, the script supervisor didn't have a, a picture for that particular thing, so she didn't know what it was. But he was going on and on and on back and forth, and I would, I just stood my ground. I was like, no, it was this. And then he had to come back later and apologize because he realized that he was wrong. Um, but you have to be you have to be on that continuity or you will it will mess somebody's gonna mess up. Whether it's hair, makeup, wardrobe, the script supervisor, 
somebody's going to mess up, and that's why it's important for each department to have their own set of photos and keep their keep very good continuity notes. That's very important, and, and that's like you were saying, Kim. They don't get it, but that's the that's one important aspect of it all. If you don't get anything else as a film and television artist, you need to get the continuity right. Absolutely, and I, I totally agree. And that was probably one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Um, the first movie I worked on with Angela Bassett because I had never done anything with with a script or with continuity. I didn't understand how to keep, a, you know, a, a, you know my, mm-hmm. my book. I didn't do any of those things. I kind of was just thrown in there as her personal, you know, and mm-hmm. it was, I didn't have, you know, anybody like you two to kind of walk me through this process. I didn't know set etiquette. You know, I didn't know anything. I literally was a walking zombie for her. <laughs> <laughs> the nine weeks we were in Nova Scotia, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, it was harder than law school. It was more challenging oh, wow. than, you know, any anything I've ever done physically um, because I was up literally 24 hours because I just didn't know anything. And unfortunately, you know, I didn't have, you know, uh, a set of, of, of brothers and sisters from the union in Canada that were willing to to help, you know, they were, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about timing, you know, what, what time, why do we have to come to work? You know, why, why we, why we talk, why we did military time? Why we, why do we have to be working such a time? You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why are we not coming in at six? You know, why is it right. not time? You know, why is it not six o'clock? Why is it this other time? Like, why am I coming in at six? So was it, what is it every six, six minutes 12 or, every or so? Every six, six minutes, yeah, it's like six to <laughs> every six minutes like what is and why are you kidding me like I thought we got to take, we had to take breaks at different times like because I had a that seriously that like we were we were we were at BC where we, we looked out for each other you know it was different you know we okay we're this is the show we got green room here so we all can't go to eat at the same time so we all run down at different times and grab food I'm trying to figure out they had already grabbed food they had sat outside, ate, and I was still sitting in the trailer by myself. And I was like, "Where is everybody?" They had went to lunch and didn't tell. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, you know what, Kim? I will tell. You, I will tell you this. I think all the stuff you said. I think it was the responsibility of that department head to kind of tell you, like, "Look, okay, this is you know, we're, this is when we're doing this or whatever," or you know. Um, to keep, as far as continuity goes, she's responsible. Whoever was the department head is responsible for continuity for the show since she's the department head. So just because you were Angela's personal, she should have she should have come to you and said, "Make sure you take pictures of every look that you do because it has to, you know, whatever the case may be." Because she needed to include those pictures in her continuity book or whoever it was. It. Yeah. So it was rough. It was rough. They were taking pictures. But they, See, they, they but and I was like, so should I be copying the pictures that you guys did? Because I'm noticing that everyone has their own book of the person that they're working on. So, like, oh, oh wow. I, you know, should I be, or, should, or do you guys have one for the trailer that we can all share? Mm-hmm. What is the deal here? Like, I literally fumbled through that whole experience, and it was really just a bad situation. And what it was is our the person who was our department head, she had gotten into an accident. Um, she had broken her foot and literally yeah. was like, you know, 
heavily medicated the whole time we were there, and so things were kind of falling through the cracks, and we were just mm-hmm. kind of making it so, and it was just, it was just, you know, and, and, and in her defense, I think she was just assuming that I knew, you know, yeah, right. questions, and she literally was zoned, and I was like, yo, should you be here? Like, should you be at home? Yeah. So, yeah. And she was like, totally fine, because she was able to kind of, you know, she had, you know, her crew of people that she worked with all the time. And they, once she established the look, she just basically sent them to do everything, you know. And so she was, just, you know, kind of working it out, like just kind of flowing. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I was like, yeah. this what? You know, and I remember just being sick every day and, and, and telling Angela, I just want to go home. Like, I hate but, it here. Go home. But you know, you're not going to you, go, finish it and you're going to get the credits. You're gonna be really gonna run these credits, and you are gonna be on them. I said, I just want to go home. <laughs> but you know what? I I I do believe that I think that if you were here in the states doing that show, I think whoever the department head was, or somebody in the makeup department, or even the hair department, would have helped you if you were in the states. And I say that because of this, because even if they didn't know you, or let's just say somebody knew you and didn't like you, or whatever the case may be. Somebody on that trailer, out of respect for Angela, would have helped you. I'm I'm certain so I of it. That my second movie I did, um, it was that way. And um, you know, you find that you have those silent battles, which I'm not used to. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when you work when you work in you know in entertainment and you're at an award show, for instance, everybody comes with their own artist. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're at the American Music Awards. You're at the BET Awards. Every all the glam squad is backstage, and everybody's assigned to a room, and everybody mm-hmm. has a place, and everybody's respectful, and everybody helps everybody. I can go next door to be to to whomever's room and say, "Hey, do you guys have any extra lashes? Like a, a particular number lash? My mm-hmm. my bag off at you know wherever. They'll say, "Absolutely. Which ones you want? They'll bring out a bag. You grab them." And it's all good because they know at the end of the day, we all want the show to look great. Another reason why is because we switch and flop clients all the time, depending on what state they're in. So if I'm not in L.A., I'm sending my client to someone in L.A. If I'm not in Chicago, I'm sending my client to someone I know in Chicago and vice versa. When they come to D.C. before we had 45, every artist in America came to D.C. when we had President Obama here. I mean, literally, this was like a small Hollywood, and it was literally something going on every week between people doing philanthropic works, raising money for their respectable charities, but they were here, and they were doing things, and they needed their faces done, and their artists from L.A. would say, hey, look, they're not flying us, so we want you to do them, and we looked out for each other, and so I just wasn't used to being treated any differently because I was a personal like, it was just because all of us were personal. Like, that's just what we were. So coming on set and getting treated differently, being a personal, was a really tough situation. It was just tough. And I feel like sometimes even with um, when you're going to different places, you know, you know, and this is union talk. We, I definitely don't want to talk out, you know, I, I, we can talk off the record about that. You right. don't have to be respectful. When you're in Rome, you just do what the Romans do. And that's what right. I learned in the union. I just, you know, I found out who the, who the players were, and I played the game. You know, I just yeah. said, hey, look, the world, 
I'm here to help. I'm just here to help. Like, whatever you need mm-hmm. me to do, that's what I'm here to do. If you need me to just powder the guys, if you need me to just clean, keep the trailer clean, if you need me to just, you know, do the continuity book, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Like, because I just, I was just, I realized at that point that teamwork was different in, in a trailer as opposed to being on a set, I mean, being uh, at an award show. Totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different, you know, and it really obviously. is. It's totally different, and it takes. And we all artists, we know that. You know, yep. you obviously have some skill because that's why you were hired to be there. You know, and so Absolutely. I didn't mind, you know, counting bags of brush cleaner. I mean, a bottles of brush cleaner, and making sure we had enough to take us through the show. You know, and ordering from friends or ordering from you know wherever we had to get product from. I didn't mind doing those things because I felt that it needed to be done in order for the the, the trailer to run smoothly and to have you know just just to be sure we were okay as a family. You know, so right. I think that that's something that um you know um is 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 really helpful to those that are thinking about coming into the union, knowing that you might not pick up a brush you know, a couple of days, you know what I mean? You might be, you might, if, if you're, you know, you might be cleaning things and making sure the trailer is neat and making sure it's running because you've got to have a working trailer. You've got to. It has to be, it has to flow, you know. And, and, then, so, al- and then also you could be working um, with background. You may not be working with the, you know, with the principal talent. You could be working with the background, and that's, a, you know, a whole that's, different, that's another thing. thing. In a, in a smaller trailer or in a in a school or you know right in a room yeah you know that may not be as warm <laughs> yeah you know and, and that's what and that's what it takes and it's it's a collective effort and it's it's all it's all beautiful at the end of the day it's all beautiful but I yep. think that people have a different that's why I said it's it's it's, it's a different place uh, you know working on a on a show or in a set versus working on a red carpet. I see my friends mm-hmm. who both both and I'm like, if the if the red carpet girls only knew that we seldom wear makeup, that we seldom are in cute clothes, <laughs> if ever, that we are seldom, you know, able to really think about ourselves because we're married to that show. You know, for those right. days. And let me look, let me tell, let me tell you why we don't wear makeup because when you're getting up for a five thirty a five thirty a.m. call, nobody has time to put on makeup. That's the last thing you're thinking of, and you're trying to grab the first thing you can to put on just to get to work on time. That then that is the truth. But you know, I think about and this is just me, and it might be me and my vanity, but I think about after week three, I, I find a way to do something to these eyebrows, and and I find Absolutely. a way to. Because I'm like, absolutely myself. It's like I can't walk past this trailer another day and all these lights and mirrors and see this face another day. So I have yep. got to put something. And, and I've got to put, I put on my best black today. Or my, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my best tennis shoe today, my cutest tennis shoe today will be the one that I wear. You know, because I've got to see myself look a little better than I've looked these last three weeks in this rain. You know? <laughs> yes. Right. For sure. Well, Kim, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Talk a little bit about your Wink and Pout Academy. Oh, absolutely. So the Wink and Pout Academy is uh, geared towards makeup artists who are aspiring artists 
um, or when I say aspiring, they're already artists, but they kind of want to take their careers to the next level. Um, and what I do is I do uh, two podcasts a month, and I do um, I allow them to do, to submit work to me twice a month, um, and I, I grade their, their work. Many of them that are in the academy, honestly, 90% of them want to do celebrities. Like, that's their goal. And so if they don't want to do celebrities, they want to, they want to do – they want to do the glamour side of, 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 of beauty, and I ask them all the time, if you never touch a celebrity, would you still do this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And always say, yeah, of course I will. And I'm like, mm-hmm, we're going to see. I need you over here <laughs> on tomorrow. i got a couple of them coming over tomorrow to help clean out, like, some of my kits so we can kind of – I can get prepared. So if I do get a phone call from one of you saying, hey, Kim, you want to work on this show with us? You want to come to Atlanta? <laughs> I'm going to say, absolutely. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> that, that's what, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're doing. They're working with me, and I'm, I'm training them every month. I'm teaching them set etiquette. Or I teach them, and when I say set, it's not necessarily uh, like on a show because I, you can't really right. teach that um, because they're not union, but I do teach them set etiquette, like if they're working say, you know, if they're doing any productions here in town yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. town they're in, you know, whether it's... And that always week. translates to, you know, to almost any set, really. Yeah, for sure. So I teach them that. I teach them... We can even go back to the basics. That's probably a little more advanced, but I start off teaching them how to start off, like just what what does that look like, getting uh, uh, all of your information being the same, like your email, your social media page, your mm-hmm. website, it all being the same because people need to find you. Um, I also teach them about uh, branding and marketing, how to market and brand yourself, um, and consistency with coloring, you know, if you're, if you're doing, because aesthetics on social media mean everything. So people are looking at your page, and aesthetically they want to be able to see some, some continuity as well. And they don't even right. know what that's for, but it, their, their eyes train to see beauty because that's what we like. We like all things beautiful. And so I teach them how to make their pages beautiful. I teach them how to build their kits, depending on what type of, of, of makeup they want to do. I also help them to understand where they are in life and where they can go in their respective areas. I do have some uh, artists that are in North Carolina. I have some artists that are in Mississippi, in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and here in D.C. So they kind of span up and down the East Coast. And I have mm-hmm. a few that are in the West. And I always tell them, we're in a recession-proof business if you know how to work it. You have to know exactly the area that you're in and wherever there is a demand, you need it. So if mm-hmm. that means, you know, whatever city you're in, they're always going to be brides. You're always going to find somebody to get married. Right, right. You know, there's always going to be news because there's a news station. There's always right. going to be, fortunately, the deceased. You might mm-hmm. be able to make a living. A good, make a good living off of working at several funeral homes where that's your thing, where you can make some extra cash to build your kit. Always also teach them about goals. Know what your goals are and don't, and I always tell them too, cut off social media for a couple of days so you can get some, so you can get mm-hmm. centered because a lot of times people don't understand being centered because they're looking at everybody's posts. Okay, I'm looking at the twins. Okay, I yep. know they're working is the film. That's what I want to do. Oh, I'm looking at Kim Lee's page. I see she works with 
celebrities all the time, but so does Denise them, but they working on set. But Kim is working on it. I want to do what Kim does. I want to have an academy. I want to stop my own makeup line. Oh, now I'm looking at Rennie Vasquez, and I know, oh, he's doing blah, 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 and I want to be like him. I want to live in New York. Oh, and I want to be, you know, and then you're looking around, and next thing you know, you're confused, and you ain't done nothing. Nothing. Absolutely, <laughs> you just spun around all day on social media and ain't done nothing. I told him, cut that, cut that social media off and pray. And, and say, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? And what do I love to do? Whatever it is you love to do, whoever's listening to this, is what comes easiest to you. If you're a person that's really organized and you like to have consistency, you like to be, you know, in a working team environment, you're going to do well in the union. You're going to do very well. You, If you don't mind following rules, regulations, you know, you like to be, you like to be governed and, and, and you mm-hmm. like to be, you know, in, a, in a, an environment where you are a team player, you'll do very well. If you're a person that you like to be off on your own and you like to work in your own world and you don't like to work with people and you don't like, you don't need to consider the union. Mm-hmm. That union ain't for you. <laughs> that union ain't for you. you. You're a person, you're very creative. You only like to do one kind of makeup. You like to do all special effects. Then you might need to go in the theater. Like that might yeah. be your thing. You need to go in the theater Maybe you need to relocate, go to Canada. You might need to go to L.A., you know, maybe up to New York. And you need to you need to go to the places where, and I always ask the girls, are you willing to move? And I have a whole, yeah. I have a whole lot about moving. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't even think I'd be talking about moving. You got to be willing to know where, where should I go? Like, this city is known for this. These cities are known for that. This city, lots of models and strippers in Miami. You know, your book is going to be mm-hmm. amazing if you go to Miami, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to have a <laughs> But that's going to be about it. You're going to do a lot of models, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of models. So you got to know what's hot right now. So you need to know Latin makeup because there are a lot of Latinos in, 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 in Miami. You know, so you're going to have to know their style of makeup. I teach about makeup style. If you're doing Indian weddings, if you're doing African mm-hmm. weddings, if you're doing, yeah, you know, that's you need to know the differences between what those ethnicities prefer. Middle mm-hmm. Eastern women like their makeup a certain way. They like their brows thick. It's that they like they like to look bronzy. They like their olive and complexion. You got to know that stuff, you know. And so I teach them all of those things. And they're, they're, they're signed up for a year. And mm-hmm. through that oh, year, that's a year-long boot camp. And they have all access to me. I email them back. I, you know, I text them back. And um, they pay a, a fee every month. It's really dirt cheap um, for what they're getting. It's probably cheaper than a gym membership. And, <laughs> you know, they're able to work out with me, you know, and, you know, I walk them through. And, and you know, it really makes sense when I got 30 girls on the line, 30, 35 women on the line, men and women on the line. You know, that, that inexpensive membership adds up for me. And, you know, it makes mm-hmm. all the sense in the world doing podcasts because they're able to ask me questions. And I'm right. able to walk through some of their some of their experiences in makeup, like what do you do when you're traveling abroad to do makeup? Mm-hmm. How do you charge? You know, one girl was thinking about going to, I don't think they were going to Hawaii, and she wanted the girl to pay for her flight, and she wanted the girl to pay for her, pay for her room and pay her. And I told her the value of it, and I said, "This is probably why your girlfriend, who's like, her, it was one of her girls, well, this is why she's not paying for it because my point is that the flight is, you know, twelve hundred, the room mm-hmm. is thirty six hundred, 
if you equivocate that to a makeup job, right, and you break that down for five days, are you doing her face five days? She said, no, just for the wedding. I said, so what makes you think she could fly you to, my, to her right. place? Right. If you if you were already going to go anyway. Right. This is not even a conversation we, we need to have. <laughs> wow. If you were You're already right. going to go, if we already gonna go anyway, if you did a day rate for the day, okay, maybe she'll say, okay, I'll take $750 right. off flight or off your right. room. $750 <clears throat> I'm going to take care of. But you're responsible for everything else if you were coming anyway. And so these mm-hmm. are some of the kind of role play that we do in the academy because I try to help them to be wise because you don't want to lose a client out of assumption. You want right. to do the right thing. And a lot of these are mistakes I've made. You know, now if it's a client who, you know, just wants me to fly to, I don't know them from anywhere, West Jablick, you're right. going to pay for my room and you're going to pay That's me right. for my time. I wouldn't be there, okay? Right. I would not be, I wouldn't be buying food in Hawaii, okay? Right. So you're going to, all those things are going to be covered. But I'm also not going to, and it depends on who it is, you know. So I teach them all those kinds of things and I tell them, you know, this, come, this comes with wisdom, you know. Right. You, you mm-hmm. know, you just got where the person is and for whatever reason that person in my academy thought her 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 value was five thousand she had a five thousand dollar value for four days. I was like, I mean I you I mean you don't even have a kid, boo. Like you still building mm-hmm. your kid. You thought she's gonna fly you to, to, to Hawaii and pay five G's and then pay you and you don't even have a kid. You still asking me how to build your kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where they do that? Where where is this happening? <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's those conversations. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. they're, they're good. Yeah, they're good about it. So, and so they, after their one year, they finish. I give them a certificate, and they, you know, some of them have signed up for the second year. We're in our second year now. This is our second year. And oh, wow, wow. Were with me last year. Said I just want to continue on. So now I'm expanding the academy, and I'm doing a, I'm doing an advanced academy, and then I'm doing, you know, those that are intermediate, you know for those who are just kind of starting out. So I have to have two different classes of academy members now. So it's it's been fun. It's been a learning experience for me as well. And it's just a different breed of artists that are out here now. It's different. It's this is turning different. into uh, the Wink and Pout University. This is the Wink and Pout University. And I live uh-huh. and breathe it. And I, I, you got- I go to bed with girls in my mind every night. I'm like, Lord Jesus. Call you got, you have... Uh- Freshmen and sophomores. <laughs> I got freshmen and sophomores, but they're, they're really sweet girls, and they, they they work they really work hard, and they and a lot of them are um they remind me of us. They they're they're hungry, and they're mm-hmm. humble, and um, I have a few that are a little bit above themselves, but you know we we we'll, we'll, I'm gonna bring y'all into the academy with one of our box podcasts. Y'all are, y'all will help me with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot, and you know it. Sometimes it's hard to balance. And I know, you know, you're married to a pastor, your first yes. lady, and you have kids. You both have kids. I know. I know your husband's kids are grown, and your and your son. I mean, your your son is how old now? He's he's nineteen. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. So he's he's grown as well. But how do you how do you balance family and career? And being a first lady. I fail at it every day. (laughs) I fail at it every single day. I heard Bishop Jake say this 
and I had to attest. I said, God, this is probably the most transparent thing I think he's ever said. He, somebody asked him the same thing. How do you balance being a bishop and a, a movie producer and a dad and a husband? And he said, every day I fail at it. But if I can make one less person upset with me every day, then I've done well. Mm. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I always feel like I'm juggling. And um, I always feel like I um, can do better. I always feel like I can do do better. Um, And I just... But every day I just take it moment by moment. And I and I, I really use a sense of discernment. If those that don't know what that means, it's like your inner voice talking to you, mm-hmm. saying whether it's right or wrong. For those that don't know what that means, it's like, so I always go with my inner voice, and I'm always like, okay, it's time for me to put this Academy stuff, uh, stuff away mm-hmm. and just go out, you know. Um, right. When my husband's home, I try to clear this table off. I have a huge table in our kitchen. It seats eight people. And usually I have everything spread out on that table, like my computer. I have my mm-hmm. brushes that I just cleaned. I have church stuff. I have, like, I just took this microblading class. I have my supplies out. And I'm like, okay, when my husband gets here this evening, all this stuff needs to be cleared off. I need to have dinner cooked. Okay. And when my son gets home from work, I need to just, you know, because we have a blended family. Me and my son need to probably go out for dessert after me and my husband eat so I can spend some time with Nick, you know. So I try to juggle, you know, and some mm-hmm. days I'm too tired to do any of it. And I go to bed and the table's dirty and the, my my son, my husband ain't been fed and my son ain't getting no dessert. I'm just in the bed because I got to refuel. So those, you know, oh, I could just do it all, and I just start all over again the next day, and I apologize to everyone before I go to bed. I don't go to bed. I try not to go to bed with anybody mad at me. And I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> send my son because we live in a four-level house, so my son is all the way upstairs, and so sometimes, you know, I don't know he's up there, but I'll text him and say, I don't know if you're home, but I just wanted you to know I love you, and tomorrow let's try to do lunch. Let's try to do lunch if we can, you know. Mm-hmm. And my husband, you know, let's let's try to do dinner tomorrow. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I got to, you know, what am I going to do? I got to juggle two, two din- lunch and a dinner tomorrow. But I got to do it because, you know, I want everybody to be happy. So. Okay, now, now, okay, so this is what I'm going to challenge you to do this week, Kim. Okay. I'm going to challenge you to take one day for yourself, to whether it's to get pampered, whether it's just to sit at home, read a book, whatever, I'm one day to let everything go and just take time for you. Just one day. What a great challenge. Thank you. I'm going to take you up on that. Okay, I'm going to check in with you now. Just one day. I'm going to I'm gonna take you up on that. Because, you know, we, I think as, 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 as moms and wives and whoever is listening, you know, when you have multiple roles, you have to feel, you have to have that self-care day. Um, so you can mm-hmm. replenish because you can't give what you don't have. You know, you will never give the love and the time, you know, whether it's to your craft or to your family if you're not refueled. So right. it's, um, it's very important. It's very important. So, yes, I definitely agree with you, and I am going to do that this week. Okay. And then going forward, 
you have to set some time. If you can't give the whole day going forward, then just do like a couple of hours, a couple of hours, you know, every other day. Just take some time for yourself. Absolutely. I totally agree. All right. Yeah, I hear you talking. I hear you. It's very true because you know you get burnt, you get burnt out. You know when I got you married, it, it got I I was so burnt out, guys. When the week I got married, well after I got married, and I didn't I don't think I felt creative until maybe this last month. And I've been married a year. Mm. I literally have been wow. catch up for a year, and that's what life will do. You know, it'll just it'll just kind of happen where you have all of these things going on and you just kind of need to, like you said, you need to sit. And what I've done in, in January, because January tends to be a month where it's a little slower than normal for makeup. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you're, this has been the month where I've done that, what you just said. I've been able to refuel and pass. Yeah. Really great advice for the artists that are listening <laughs> is to take that time to refuel that way you're not reaching for other people's work and other people's right. triumphs. And, you know, you have to remember social media is just a snapshot of what people want you to see. That's it's it. not about their best moments. It's not all their moments. It's their best Absolutely. moments. Absolutely. see. And, and what has made up those moments is collective effort. And part of that collective it, it, collection is that you have taken some quality time to reflect and you take us a quality time to refuel so you can be creative and, and make all of these, these this beauty happen or that you can be on, on point while you're on set and working on a show and not miss things because you have to be rested, you know, and so mm-hmm. that's very important. It's very, very important. So artists we give out so much we have to we have to we have to have something that that fuels us back up. We have to Absolutely. Absolutely. In your opinion, so, Kim, what makes a great what makes a great makeup artist? I think just having that balance. I think having balance and being open to change and being flexible and um, just being pliable. I think it's just. I think it's very important to be a good artist. Um, I'm really open to learning a lot of new things. I'm always like, you know, eager to 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 work. And I also feel like. You're never above or below certain things. And when I say that, I mean, like we just talked about working on a show, if you're working background, you know, for a show, you know, this month, and then next month you're working on, you know, number one on the call sheet, and then the next show, you know, next thing you're doing a red carpet, whatever you're doing, you know, you, you do it with pride, you know, and be thankful for work because there are so many artists that are out here now you know, work is not the way it used to be. So I think that being grateful mm-hmm. is definitely a quality and a characteristic. You know, long gone are the days of mean girls and mean guys. Mm-hmm. And you can't sit there. I, 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 I demand this, and you, I have to have that. I'm so turned off by mean artists. It is such mm-hmm. a turn off to me. You don't have to be that way. You don't have to be that way. You don't have to make all of these demands and make people feel inferior and all that kind of stuff. It's, like, so whack to me. And you know yeah. you have people out there that are that are dying inside internally, and you know the only thing between us and a and a client is a cake. There is no other. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else between us. That's the closest you'll ever get to a person other than being their spouse or their significant other. 
that is the closest you'll ever be to somebody that you are not in love with. You follow me? Like, you're six inches from their face. You're touching the parts of their face and their body that are stimulated by touch. Right. Mm -hmm. You're touching their ears and you're touching their neck and you're touching, and I I don't mean to sound sexual, but it is. Right. But it, yeah. Absolutely. In those places behind their ears and behind their neck, you're touching them. You know, and so no one touches you there other than your spouse or your mm-hmm. mate. So when you're that close to someone, it's very important that you are providing this quality service and that you are sensitive to who you're dealing with. So that might mean, you know, so just being sensitive to that person with your touch, you know, making sure, you you know, you you're, you understand who they are so you're not offensive to them. You know, I think that that's what I mean by being pliable, just working things out. Do you know how many times I've cut my nails off? Because I really have this thing for these long glamour nails that most people don't want in their faces. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've had to cut nails off depending on who I'm working with just to mm-hmm. be respectful of their space because I'm right mm-hmm. in their face. You know, I, I'm very careful about what I wear because I'm voluptuous and I'm, I'm, I'm shapely, you know, and I don't want to come into someone's home and make a woman who may have a whole lot of stuff, yeah. but no esteem. She has a whole lot of stuff, but no esteem. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't want to come in and, and be, you know, and, and do too much and have too much going on. I'm very careful. I'm very quiet. I'm very, you know, I'm, 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 my movement is very, I'm sensitive to those kind of things. And I'm respectful and I'm not, you know, too friendly with their spouses and too doing too much with their dog and, you know, like, I'm just very like, hey, how's everybody, you know, and I kind of go to the corner. I think that that's what I mean about being pliable. You know, just mm-hmm. because you were over with your last client, you might not be able to be that way with this other one. You know, so now, you girl, you know, be- you know, that'll preach right there what you said about not not too friendly with their spouses. Oh, yeah. Because that, that, that that's something. Just, yeah, you got to be careful of that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I, I, I teach all those things in the academy. You know, you, you just got to be careful. You got to be careful. You're, you're you really your do. She's your best friend today, and she won't call you tomorrow. Somebody should be sitting in somebody else's chair, and you crying, and you got to realize that these clients are just as temperamental. So yep. as long as you did a good job and you gave the best quality product and you got in and got out, your exit was clean. You didn't. I need no trace of when I've been in someone's home. That's what makes a good artist. I need mm-hmm. nothing. I take my trash with me. I take all of my things with me. I clean up before where I left. They don't even have no indication I was there. I don't even use people's out of the tent. I go before <laughs> I get there. I don't. I don't do anything that can cause offense. Nothing that can cause offense. I go in. I do my job, and I leave. Oh, you want to stay and have uh, cocktails, drinks? No, ma'am. Thank you so much. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And you got, I got to be really, really cool do things like that. And I think people, and you got to, you got to play it by ear. You just got to watch your environment and just kind of see what's going on, you know, because people take that for something else and something go wrong. And now it's, they blame it on the makeup artist. With well, the makeup artist, she the one, she ate up all the, all the, you know, and so it just, it gets to turn somewhere different because they, you know, I just, I, uh-uh, I just like to get in and get out. I think that's what makes a good artist. Just be flexible, pliable, knowing your craft, knowing when to hold them, fold them, walk away, and run. 
Okay. That's <laughs> right. That's what like. <laughs> that was a good point. That was a good point. <laughs> oh Absolutely. man. Absolutely. If if Wow. I mean, I know those girls at the academy, the girls and guys at the academy get an earful, but it but it's all good and it's so important to um to hear and to know and to understand because so many people they're so excited about being a makeup artist and they just want to get in and they want to be everybody's friend and we just want to have a great time and it's you know, it's not as glamorous as you think all the time. Um, but you know, you just have to always be careful and you have to watch yourself and watch what you say and watch what you do, especially those um, that you said they, you know, wanted to work with celebrities. That's celebrities are just like everybody else. They're human, but a lot of times they will say things and do things um, in front of you that you cannot open your mouth and talk about when you leave there. And, you know, a lot of times, on the film and television said, I sometimes feel like they assume that the artists that are there, you know, these people are the ones that, one, they were hired so they can do the job, and two, they know that they're working with celebrities, so I trust that they're not going to um, go out and repeat anything they say. Because, you know, I've had celebrities talk about things that you never heard about again until maybe Years later, you know what I mean, when when stuff starts to come out in the press or on TMZ or what have you, you know what I mean? But no one in the room opened their mouths because we already know, you know, we can't do that. So it's very important for those who are out there um, thinking about wanting to work with celebrities, you just have to be careful, um, go in, do your job, and let that be it. And that's the truth. Celebrities call me and ask me, well, do you know so-and-so artist in, you know, wherever? And I'm like, yeah, well, I said, but what I don't know is their integrity. Mm. I know their work. I know the work, but I don't know the integrity. They said, what do you mean? I said, I don't know that you'll be able to be yourself with that person in your room. I don't know. I don't trust them in your home because I don't know their integrity. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to with one of your rings. I don't know that. Oh. I, I don't. Those are things that you and I, you girl, the twins, y'all know we would never think about anybody's belongings uh-uh, or, uh-uh. Or, or or anything like that. Like I, I literally am so careful. My clients trust me so much. I'm I'm literally taking their things from their vaults and you know signing for their packages when their armored truck pulls up with their diamonds and their rubies mm-hmm. and I'm finding, you know what I mean? And you, you're, you're, I can't, I can't speak to those social media uh, uh, wonders and say, yeah, her work is good, but I don't know her integrity. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Take pictures of bathrooms. I don't know. People take selfies in your beautiful bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I can't, I can't speak to that. So yes, I do know her work. I know his work. It's beautiful. Yes, I agree. We both got eyes. We can see that. But I cannot mm-hmm. speak to their integrity. And it used to be a time where we could speak to people's integrity because there weren't but a handful of us. Now there's thousands of that's us right. out there. We can't speak right. to people's integrity. And that's, that's yeah. what's scary. To me. And there's a lot of, you know, we know a lot of artists just through social media. And, 
you know, a lot of some of those artists think that they're our friends because they know us on social media. But like you said, we can't refer them to certain jobs. We know their work, but we don't know who they really are. And that's something so, that people have to keep in mind when they're making these referrals <clears throat> because you want to seem like the hero, you know, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I interrupt with so-and-so. Well, you be careful of that because I'd rather tell an artist I, I can't speak about their integrity and make them think twice to be safe than to have them just to say I booked, you know, hooked them up with somebody and they mess up their whole situation. You know, I don't know if their yeah. brushes are clean they're going to come to your room with dirty a dirty kit. I don't know. I've seen it happen before. It has blown my mind. I hear about an artist who I love. I work with them somewhere, and I'm looking at their kit like, oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, really yeah. showed up with, you really showed up with a backpack full of mess, and you create all this beauty. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, I don't, I, you know, I can't speak. I can't speak for, you know, everybody's integrity. Um, what I will say about my union sisters and brothers is that we all work on a, diff, a, diff, a certain standard when it comes to the sanitation of our kits and, you know, the, the, the presentation of them. I will say that collectively I've seen some very, you know, beautiful, beautifully arranged kits in our union. Like, I'm like, yes. Like, this is sad. <laughs> I put myself in here like this, you know, um, because we're in different locations and we have to make it comfortable. But, um, right. you know, being freelancer, I think that's the downside of freelancing. I've seen some horror stories in freelancing, and I think that's because there's no standard that's set because we don't have anybody to govern ourselves by. That's true. You know, right. You know, you, you, you got your peers around you. They can report you. You can't put on no dirty sponges and dirty stuff. We just getting started with the day. Why wow, are <laughs> you that you could be working in the background, another makeup artist in the background with, if you open up your bag and your brushes are dirty or you've got dirty sponges in them and theirs is clean, you know, that might be the person who might turn around and say, girl, you need to clean out your kit. Or mm-hmm. they might even sit there and try to help you clean out your kit or organize mm-hmm. your kit. Because the thing mm-hmm. about it is, if if her kit looks good and yours doesn't or vice versa, you know, these people coming up to get makeup you know, they're they're looking at you like a team, but then they're also looking at you as an individual and thinking, I don't want her to do my makeup. Yeah. Yep. And so I, it's, I, it's, it's, you know, I was just going to say, so it's best that you both look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten many websites from my artist friends from singing their kits and trying to mimic the things that I see because it's learning. It's like, oh, so... Your brushes stand up. I should probably have a stand like this. I remember the first time I got that stand with, you know how we can sit our brushes and they, they're in that, yep. that piece that stands up firm, and it, it, yep. it helps you have more space when you're in a small space. Right. you can lean against the mirror. And I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Like, I cannot believe <laughs> that the brush is in this case, and it is firm, 
and it's just standing up. And I remember ordering that thing immediately, and, and that artist was so helpful to give me that information. You know, and you're right. You're, you're sitting there like, Dad, she got a whole lot of space over there. I ain't got no space because I got all these bushes <laughs> out, you know. And it just, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good marriage when you're working, you know, with people who are helpful like that. And so I love it. But, you know, moments. but you, you just said something because when you were saying, you know, you're standing with your brushes standing up, but then you were looking – at your own stuff where you had your brushes laying out. You know, it's 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 hard because when you come from freelancing to doing stuff on set, it's hard to to adjust because there's a lot of adjusting, not just in the style of makeup and what you I could, you know what you have to do, what, what you can say. Because I remember the first time I did a music video, I was because I kind of I was doing like independent film and then music videos at the same time. And of course, on on movies and stuff, you you know, you just your phones have to be on silent, things like that. On a on a music video, it don't matter because you know it's not it's not like they're recording this person live. That was an adjustment for me. I was putting my phone on silent and all this kind of stuff, missing phone calls, but did not know that I didn't have to have my phone on silent. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just the little things that you learn from being freelance, as, you know, and going to like production type work. It's just little small things. And as far as that whole kit goes, it takes a minute to get your kit in a place where, you know, you can streamline it. You know, you have all the products that you want. I remember the very first union gig I did, I wasn't in the union yet, but, um, you know, the a makeup artist, I think she was the key on the show, she called me to work. And she was telling me all the things that I needed to bring. So I made sure I had what she told me in my kit. But when I got there, I remember taking my pen and my call sheet, and I looked at all the other makeup artists who were in the union. I looked in their kits, and I started writing down products that I didn't have. Everything they had that I didn't have, I started writing down products. So that, you know, once I left that job, I could make sure I had what they had in their kits. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's even even stuff that I didn't even know how to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, before we that's... run out, of, before we run out of time, I want to get your answer to this last question because I think we have like four more minutes. I want to get your answer to this question. Um, what is beauty to you? What is beauty to me? Hmm. I think it beauty is in the in the. I think beauty starts from within. Um, and it starts from within having a beautiful mind and soul and spirit. Many people don't attribute beauty to being anything but what they think it is, and I think that a lot of that, a lot of times, those are the people that are extra, extra um, judgmental. Um, I think you know, I'm, I'm so open to all different types of art, so a lot of things I. I tend to think are beautiful. People don't don't consider to be beautiful. I think when an artist does their best, it's a beautiful thing. Right. Um, if a person is at their best, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I don't look at it the way other people look at beauty. Um, <clears throat> I, I just think that it, it really starts from within. I think it's where you are in your in your life um, that determines. You know what? Where where beauty? Where it kind of where it finds itself? I think that surface beauty, of course, is you know what 
the media or what, you know, society says beauty is. But I think real artists, real beauty, understand real beauty. Think that mm-hmm. we are the ones who understand real beauty because we have an appreciation for, you know, the different aspects of our craft. And we can, so in other words, if someone is doing a tattoo on set or a burn on set or a cut or a black eye, we're like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. You know, and the average person has no clue. Why are we saying that this black eye is beautiful? Because we did it, because they got it perfect. You know, we, you know, they, they, they understood that they were on day two of the black eye, and this is the way it's supposed to look, you know. Right. So we'll say that's beauty. That's real. That's beautiful. Oh, my God, you did a great job. But that's because we are in, in appreciation of that person's skill and their craft, you know. And I think mm-hmm. the same holds any any perspective of beauty when you're able to appreciate that craft of what you're looking at, whether it's the arrangement of flowers or it's, you know, the beauty in someone's hair or the beauty in someone, you know, on their makeup, on their face. I think it's all an appreciation of that person's gifting, you know, and just saying, hey, I, I see where they're going with that. That's beautiful. You know, maybe I, it's not what I like, I would prefer, but it's beautiful, you know? Right. <laughs> and I think exactly. open, it, 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 it allows you to be more, more, more universal. And so I've learned that through the years to appreciate and to admire different mm-hmm. aspects of beauty. And so I see beauty in, in, in just about everything. I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband probably says I'm a unicorn. He's like, you just kind of like in love. Like, like, oh, no, no. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just a woman of a certain age, and I've just learned to appreciate life a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, I see beauty in lots of different things, you know, so, um, and I appreciate it, and I, you know, I cherish it. So I think it's all That's in what cool. you understand. Yeah. Shout out nice. um, where people can find you on social media. Absolutely. So um, my social media is the same from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's Lee T-H-E-E-K-Y-M-L-E-E. And uh, you can also email me at that same uh, handle, but it's the same on all the social media handles, Lee. Easy nice. to find. Definitely hit you back and would love to hear your story and, you know, share our journey. Absolutely. Well, we thank you for coming on tonight and sharing your journey with us. We really appreciate it. This is like you're celebrating 25 years in the business. We're celebrating 10 years um, during this show. So we're glad to um, have you on in our anniversary year. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We are glad. I mean, my God, we talked to the time ran out. We should. <laughs> we're definitely going to have to um, get you back on. Uh, hopefully, sometime this year again. Call me anytime, and I will make myself available. I appreciate you all so much. And sorry, I talked all your time away. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we love it. <laughs> yeah, we love it. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you yeah. know we talked about some good stuff, and I think. Um, People will definitely learn from it and be inspired by it. Yeah, absolutely. So. You guys, anything absolutely. else? Just give me a call. Will do. All right. Thank you so much, Tim. All right. Thank have you a good night. All, All right. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. All right. You too. Bye bye.
Thank you guys for tuning in tonight with us. It was a wonderful show, great show. I was sitting here just writing. I love to just kind of take notes um, as to what we were talking about, and I just have like a couple pages full. So very inspiring show. Thank you for um, to our guest, Kim Lee. And, again, you can follow her on social media at the Kim Lee. That's T-H-E-E-K-Y-M-L-E-E. Um, tell them where, where they can follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we are Beauty underscore Talk. And on uh, Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. Um, So you can follow us there. And then individually, you can follow Janice and I both on all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, what have you. Uh, Janice is at Janice Tunnell. She's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And me, Denise, I am D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L on all social medias. All right. So join us next Sunday night, 9 p.m., right here on Blog Talk Radio, and our guest will be Detroit makeup artist George McKinney. He joins us uh, tonight to share his story with us. I'm excited about uh, speaking to George. He's like one of my good friends in my head. Um, so <laughs> join us next Sunday night, <laughs> and we'll uh, have a chat with uh, George. So excited about it. Stay tuned. And we'll be posting um, all week about tonight's show as well as George's show as well on social media and Facebook and Twitter. Thank you guys yeah. for your continued support, and have a great night. Good night. <laughs>